Three, four, I'm testing. Yo, what's cracking, my people? ADQ here again. Um, so in my next episode, I'm going to try and deconstruct the poison of the N-word or nigga. Not only um, the the word itself, but what does the word mean? You know what I'm saying? 
But I've compiled I've compiled here some literature here that is greatly effective in my life. And I would like to share I would like to share with you all where I'm trying to go with that. So this is by Jerome Gave. Uh he has been on the podcast before uh from the Whitewashing Christianity. Blacks dealing with uh self-hatred contribute to whitewashing by denying its existence or remaining silent on clear issues of race and injustice and affirming whitewashing by only heralding white preachers, theologians, and scholars as credible. Since the goal is white acceptance and comfort, silence and willful ignorance are deployed to keep the peace while ignoring their own objectification and tokenism. I've been token. Uh, I've I've experienced tokenism. Clear examples of racial insensitivity, insensitivity said by leaders in churches or seminaries is ignored in the name of keeping peace or avoiding the angry black man or woman moniker. Black and brown people contribute through silence on social issues that scripture address, police brutality, abortion, sexism, etc. They also contribute by accepting a token role where they are a face but not a voice. A face but not a voice. Let's continue, shall we? Agreeing when disparities are clear and evident and affirming the delusion about black people by agreeing that our history is one of emotionalism, not intellectualism. Y'all ever hear that whole, my people are so tired. We're so tired. We've been through so much. I get out of here with that. Contribute by accepting the version of Christianity given that almost never mentions people that look like them. Everybody in the Bible is black. Everybody in the Bible is black. Let's continue. They contribute by believing the false narrative that anything of significance as it relates to the Christian faith in history had to have come from white people. I couldn't even watch the freaking Bible. Because I saw all that whiteness, and I was like, lies, 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 lies. While blacks are monolithic, and we do disagree, and this agreement doesn't make one a coon, willful silence can make you a coon. In many churches and seminaries, black people <laughs> were dealing with self-hatred, Hurt reconciliation and ethnic conciliation by refusing to confront ignorance about black people and by simply smiling and nodding, singing and dancing, singing and dancing. Now, that's from the whitewashing of Christianity by Pastor Jerome Gay. Love him. Love him. Now, let's check out Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome by Dr. Joy DeGruy. <clears throat> the inter the intergenerational perspective reveals the impact of trauma, its contagion, and repeated patterns within the family. It may help explain certain behavior patterns, symptoms, roles, and values adopted by family members 
family sources of vulnerability as well as resilience and strength and job choices following the footsteps of a, of a relative, a namesake. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, nobody else in my family is a teacher or an actor. As far as I know, I'm the only person who does what I do. Through the generations. Viewed from a family system's perspective, what happens in one generation will affect what happens in the older or younger generation. Though the actual behavior may take a variety of forms within the within the intergenerational context, the trauma and its impact may be passed down as the family legacy, even to children born after the trauma. So that is what helps feed into coonism. Yes, I just created the word coonism. I think that helps become helps one become a coon. And let's remember, Proverbs 18 and 4, wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. How many of our elders, how many of our ancestors are voices of wisdom? How many of them are being coons and negroes? Fool's words, 18 and 6, get them in the constant quarrels, they ask for beating. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. How about this? Whoa. Alright. How about this? Here's Isaiah 56 and 1. Be just and fair to all, do what is right and good, for I am coming soon to rescue you and display my righteousness among you. Alright, and last scripture. I mean last piece of literature. This is from Rich Dad Poor Dad. This quote is from futurist Alvin Toffler. Mirrors what Rich Dad told me two years, two decades ago. The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Robert T. Kiyosaki. And um, coonish behavior comes from those who refuse to unlearn coonish behavior and relearn about themselves, knowledge about themselves. And you want to know one person who unlearned who he was and relearned? My hero, El Haj Malik Shabazz, better known as Malcolm X. We're going to dive in more with that one. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, man, reading is a powerful thing. Peace, y'all. Stefan, Simona, Renault, and Philippe They're still on the living room floor asleep 
flight was delayed, but they got it so cheap in Amsterdam. The cat jumped off of the fire escape. He's a little shook up, but he don't have a scrape. Climb up to the roof, let's make a crepe. You bring the jam. This is the life of Popo. This is the life of Popo. This is the life of Popo. Bohemia. Showers in the kitchen, there might be some soap. Dishes in the sink, brush your teeth if you can cope. Toilets in the closet, you better hope there's a light bulb in there. Dino called yesterday, the rent is overdue. Con Ed and New York telephone are mad too. Better screen the calls for a day or two or cough up your share. Yeah. This is the life popo. This is the life popo. This is the life popo. Bohemia. Revolving door roommates, prick up your ears. Fourteen people in just four years. Anna, Max, and Jonathan, and Jonathan, and Carrie. David, Tim, no, Tim was just a guest from June to January. Margaret, Lisa, David, Susie, Stephen, Joe, and Sam. And Elsa, the bill collector's dream who still is on the lamp. Don't forget the neighbors, Michelle and Gay. More like a family than a family. Hey, the cats, Lucy, Mr. B, bouncer, rest his soul. And Finster, who took one look and stayed for days down in that hole. This is the life, po-po-po-po. This is the life, po-po-po-po. This is the life Bohemia The garbage trucks have turned into limousines Rat infested diners Now a fancy restaurant, a gallery opens You know what that means There goes the neighborhood Here come the debutantes But at 508, the halls are still that dingy brown 508, the walls are cracked or falling down 508 we all know the day it changes is the day we all should blow this town. The time is flying and everything is dying. I thought by now I'd have a dog and kid and wife. The ship is sort of sinking, so let's start drinking. Before we start thinking, is this a life? Is this a life? Is this a life? No, 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 no. Is this a life? Bohemia. 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 Bohemia.
Yo, yo, what is cracking, my people? It is Michael Ben. What is cracking? Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most, keeping a hundred pros, pros to God. I post ADQ. It is Monday, March. I'm running behind. March 28th, man. Jeez, where's the time going? It's Monday, March 28th. 2022, and this year's going by passing the crack, baby, on uh, Red Bull. So, welcome to yet, welcome to yet another episode of the Renaissance. I am A to the D the Q. I just want to say I am going to be hydrated by this live hydration, greatest hydration in the nation. It'll definitely it'll extend your patience. It won't keep you waiting. There's a lot of alcohol, a lot of water. Shout out to my brothers. Shout out to the sisters over at um, the Soul Society. Now, what's up, one person that's watching? Hopefully, more will tap in. All right, there go. My dust, my mic is dusty. Okay, now I had originally planned. What's up, two people? I originally planned for my next episode of ADQ's Renaissance to be a super deep, super conscious. Uh, episode and when I would in in which I would further um dispel talk about my distaste for the n-word and when I say n-word I mean nigga I don't like that word nigga but the whole end is talking about what Huey knew what Huey Freeman has described as the ultimate nigga moment that occurred Last night at the Academy Awards, the most bourgeois, the most, the most bourgeoisie affair possible. Who could have ever foreseen a nigga moment taking place at the Academy Awards, right? But before we get into that, while we're all giving all of this love and attention to, you know, Hollywood and these people in and and the Oscars, and Will Smith, and all these people, let's make sure to show some love to our local artists, you know what I'm saying, one in particular, my homie, my homie James Lyons, shout out to James Lyons, shout out to James Lyons, I'm gonna pull Dr. Umar here, shout out to James Lyons, 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 that brother is an inspiration to me, yo, inspiration. And he has a dope play called The Pressure of the, Plan- of the Pandemic. Coming at you live, May the 7th. Saturday, May the 7th, 2022, at the Goodwill Baptist Church, 542 Goodwill Road, Clemens, Nor- Goodwill Road, Clemens, North Carolina, 2702. Tickets are $25 in advance. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. For more information, contact 336-695-7134. That's 336-695-7134. I got my ticket. Meet me there. Pull up. Let's see the greatness that has, the late, the latest greatness that has expired. That has come from the great mind of James Lyons. Yes, yes, yes. And also, another play that I'm going to go see, Children of Eden, put, being put up by my friends at Spring Theater. <laughs> Children of Eden, April 1st through the 3rd, so it's coming up, yo. I can't wait. I got tickets to the Saturday show. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Friday at 7 p.m., 
Saturday there will be two shows. God bless them for singing all that much in one day. 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. Sunday at 2 p.m. You know, that Sunday matinee. Tickets are $15 over at the Southeastern Center for Contemporary Art, uh, 750 Marguerite Drive, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You know, the trade folk. Yeah, you know, ADQ. I got love for the trade, love for the trade, love for the love for the love for the trade. Speaking of love for the trade, what's up, four people? What's up? What's up? Speaking of love for the trade, you follow the link. My mixtape, Prayers of a Field Negus, is currently on SoundCloud. Um, unfortunately, I had to cancel. Um, 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 may I borrow a dollar? Why? That's another subject for another day. I'm going to stop rambling and let's get to it. Let's get to it. What is ADQ's viewpoint and mindset in regards? Y'all say with me. Y'all say with me. What does ADQ think about what went down last night? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. What went down last night? <laughs> what went down last night at the Academy Awards, the most bougie event in all of Hollywood? What went down was what Huey Newton described. I mean, not Huey Newton, Huey, Huey Freeman. What Huey Freeman would describe as the ultimate, one of the most ultimate worldwide nigga moments ever, ever. Um, Chris Rock. Being the comedian that he is, Chris Rock, come on. Come on now. If you have been alive, breathing air, within the last, I don't know, 30 years, you got to know who Chris Rock is. Chris Rock is a legend. You hear me? A legend. A legend. Watch, watch Chris Rock bigger and blacker. Watch Chris Rock in New Jack City. Uh, watch Chris Rock's top five. Oh, I love that theme. Watch Chris Rock in Fargo. Watch Chris Rock. Watch Chris Rock, Rock in the MF with the hat. Uh, you might be able to find it on YouTube or uh, Vimeo. Chris Rock is a legend, man. Chris Rock is a legend, right? He's a legend. Chris Rock, however, made a joke about. Jada Pickett Smith's al- alopecia. Alopecia. For those who don't know, alopecia is a um, uh, what you would call it, a condition, a hair con- a condition in which someone loses hair. I honestly thought that I had alopecia at once before I started growing my locks out. Because if you look at old, if you look at old uh, pictures of me from back in 2016, 2015. You would see that my hair was thinning out. That's why I wore it low a lot. Um, I would like to, uh, I would say, uh, I got these locks due to God's grace and mercy and a whole bunch of uh, keeps. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, but anyway, Jada Pickett has shared many times on the Red Table Talk, on the Red Table Talk, many times how insecure, uh, how it, how depressed she is. Due to having alopecia, right? <laughs> so, um, Chris Rock gave what I thought was a very ill-timed uh, joke in regards to her alopecia, um, and referenced uh, the movie GI Jane. Um, GI Jane 
was a movie that came out like back in 97, 96, 97. Uh, it starred Demi Moore. Um, I, the, the, I saw the I saw the trailers for it. I'm like Demi Moore. I mean, this same woman who was crying through all the ghosts. Dad, oh, she looked hardcore. This same woman who was this same woman who was being yelled at every three seconds by Tom Cruise and uh, a few good men. This Demi Moore. I mean, shoot, yeah, uh, this is the same woman who got the snot kicked out of her by Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and uh, Cameron Diaz in, uh, in Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, this to me, more. And I was just like to point out the only reason why that movie's even interesting is because my man, the late, great Bernie Mac, who slapped, who act, oh my goodness, who actually slapped Chris Rock a whole lot in the movie and the state. Um, anyway, that's the reason why Charlie's Angels full throttle was good, but anyway, anyway, uh, I'm losing myself. Anyway, so uh, the me more did this joint called GI Jane way back in the day. Chris Rock said that said to uh Jada in reference to her hair loss that she is looking forward to GI Jane too. Woo! Woo, that was a tough one, man. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Um, so yeah. Will Smith first. Th- th- see, this is the connection that I'm having trouble. This is the connection that I'm having trouble making. Will Smith actually laughed at the joke. Did you see? Did, did y'all see the footage? Will Smith actually laughed at the joke. You know it was funny. The next thing you know, camera cuts away, and then Cameron's right back on Chris Rock. Will Smith walks up on stage and slaps the teetotal piss out of him. Woo! That's the way pimps slap their hoes. That's the way. That's the way uh old that's the way old grandmama slap their kids when they when they won't shut up. Uh, not saying that that's right. Not saying that's right. You know, that that will go into a future episode, child abuse. Um, but yeah, Will Smith. Did y'all ever see? Did y'all ever see a few years ago when uh when a photographer was trying to kiss Will Smith? A male photographer was trying to kiss Will Smith, and Will Smith slapped him. Slapped him. Okay, so it was like a little flick, you know. It was a slap, but it was more of a flick. It wasn't really that. It didn't really look that hard of a slap, but. The slap to Chris Rock. That slap. I felt that slap. You know what I'm saying? Chris Rock, he slapped Chris Rock all the way back to New Jack City. Um, I bet Chris Rock's ancestors felt that slap. Wakanda felt that slap. That was a hardcore slap. So um, the LAPD was looking to have uh, is currently investigating it, and Chris Rock has refused to press charges against Will Smith. <clears throat> now, this is where I put in my two cents because this is what I think about it. It's what I think about it. I mean, y'all take my opinion for. Sorry, so much dust on my mic. <sighs> 
Now, y'all take my opinion for what it's worth, okay? Because, you know, I don't have no ties to Will Smith or Chris Rock or Jane Pickett. None of them. I'm just an artist who, you know, long before the art, long before um, the Oscars, you know, I was standing in front of some beautiful black people giving, poor, giving some great spoken word. Shout out to Clement Mowry and uh, Tamika Mowry, uh, uh, everybody over at Poetry on the Porch yesterday. Had a wonderful time. Shout out to all my fellow artists in the building. Shout out to Tanika Mabry who painted throughout the entire joint. Shout out to the uh, Soul Society who came in and gave me this here water here. Anyway, my point is that happened. That beautiful black, be that beautiful blackness that took place. But then the Academy Awards took place, which yesterday was World Theater Day. The Academy Awards took place, and that happened. I got to see black unity, black beauty, and all that. And then I got to see black devastation. I got to see a full-fledged nigga moment. That's what it was. Watch, watch Boondocks to see how Huey, knew, Huey Freeman, sorry, Huey Freeman describes a nigga moment. That's what happened. So, people are saying, you all are saying, we, we're all, we're, we're going back and forth about it because it's, it's a nuanced subject. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Will Smith and Chris Rock. You're giving us a brand new nuanced subject because we've been talking about it online all daggone day, right? So what 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 does ATQ say about it? Well, here's the thing. First thing first, Chris Rock had no shouldn't have had no bit any business. Chris Rock had no business clowning Jada Pickett on her hair condition. Jay Chris, oh, look look look. I know what comedians do. I know what I know how comedians get down. I know comedians turn people's default against them. Yo, you watch Kings of Comedy, you will watch Steve Harvey and uh, D.L. Hughley just straight cracking on people throughout the entire throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire movie. That's what comedians do. Dave Chappelle has Dave Chappelle keeps getting canceled because he won't leave the trans uh, community alone. <laughs> Yo! Yo, what if one day, I mean, I'm sorry, this would be funny. What if one day, while Dave Chappelle was clouding, was clouding the trans community, three trans people just came up on stage and slapped the teetotal piss at him. I'm sorry, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. But, but nah, 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 nah. Really? Don't crack on a man's wife. You, you know that's a that's a moment when you're supposed to be on code. You know what I'm saying? You don't crack on another. You don't crack on a black man's wife. I, I mean, you don't crack on a man's wife. Daggone sure, if you're a black man, you don't crack on a black man's wife while he's sitting there. You know what I'm saying? That's like me. Oh, I got like. That's like me cracking on the wife or some of my partners that are married, that are, uh, that are married, right? 
that just that just would be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like I don't know how Chris I don't know how Chris Rock comes up with his jokes, but that was not a joke that needed to be said. Said like it was very humiliating to Jada Pinkett. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Jada Pinkett has always uh, Jada Pinkett uh, cut all her hair off for uh, it said it all. Uh, she cut all her hair off shortly after Wu came out. I'm sorry, I had to remind y'all of Wu, but it happened. Um, hey, a different world also happened. Eh? Eh? So, so, um, so, but now uh, she is going through. Uh, I think it's genetic, maybe not genetic, but basically she's losing her hair, and. You can imagine she's not feeling well about that. You know, she's went on the red table talking, talk, talk about that. I'm on the brown table talking, saying, <laughs> and saying, nah, man, just, yeah, man, just, it's just, you don't, you don't clown a man's wife right in front of him. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things you don't do. You don't clown a man's wife, right? That, that that's just my opinion. I mean, I, if I was a comedian, you know, I would say, "Hey, uh, the Scott. Hey, how about this North Carolina weather? Hey, whoop de whoop. Uh, you know. Uh, hey, how about? Hey, how about uh, Joe Biden fell asleep on fell asleep during one of his speeches again? Something like that." But yeah, um, on the other hand, on the other hand, <laughs> while I respect Will Smith standing up for his wife, love that. I love that. Love seeing a black man stand up for his wife. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love I love seeing a black man stand up for his stand up for his wife. That for a fact, that for a fact is how is what I plan on doing. Once I find my dearly, once I jump the broom and go into weighted bliss. Shay, Ross Shay, what's up, brother? What's up, man? How you living? How you living? But um. That's how I plan on operating. Yo, you you cross my wife. You gonna get these hands. You gonna get these Shelby hands. You gonna get these hands that live near West Shelby. You gonna get these Trey Bow hands. You gonna get these East Greensboro hands. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, right? But on the other hand, I'm like, yo, Will. I'm like, yo, Will, bro, 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 whoa, 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 man, whoa. I understand, man. He's out of pocket. Rock is out, Rock is out of pocket right now. But do we have to do this here? You know what I'm saying? You know, Will, you, Will could check, Will could check them privately. 
Even though he said what he said publicly. Still, Will could have checked him privately. Walk up on stage and humiliate another black man like that? Nah, man, I don't think so. I don't think so. Nah, man. Could wait until after the show. Surely he would have saw him at the party. Could wait until after the show. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing that here's the thing that, that upsets me. See, I've been a Will Smith fan since summertime, right? I've been a Will Smith fan since summertime. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe summertime dropped before Fresh Prince. But yeah, I've been a Will Smith fan since summertime. Um, I was one of the few people who like getting jiggy with it. I don't know what getting jiggy with it even means, but he managed to make a great song out of it. Will there is a brevity of history that took place last night. Will Smith is the first ever hip-hop artist. First ever hip-hop artist to win a Best Actor artist, a Best Actor Oscar. Yes, he has been in his actor bag much longer, much much more consistent than his hip-hop bag, but he will but he is the first ever rapper to win a Grammy. Yes. He is. Um, Will was nominated for an Oscar for um, Ali. Ali was decent. Ali was decent. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, if you would have saw the Muhammad Ali uh, documentary, I think it was We Were Kings, something like that. I could be wrong. But if you would have saw that, you would have expected a much, 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 much better movie. Michael Mann made it boring. It wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't boring, boring, but you know, I just. Michael Mann's style just did not work with uh, the Muhammad Ali story. You know what I'm saying? Spike Lee should have directed it. But no, nonetheless, Will Smith, you know, he did pretty well as Ali. He did pretty well. Then it turned me off was. Him trying to talk with uh, Muhammad Ali's uh, Kentucky accent was getting annoying at times. Now, um, he was also nominated for Best Actor uh, for Pursuit of Happiness, right? Pursuit of Happiness was great. It was great. Great. But he lost Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's uh, performance in Last King of Scotland. I believe that was in 2006 and 2007. But yeah, uh, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith killed it in that. And he killed it in King Richard. So I was so happy to see him get that Oscar. But his actions tainted and tarnished his historical win. You all know what's more history that took place last night. Last night was the first time two hip-hop acts who happened to both be from Philadelphia won an Academy Award. 
Will Smith and Questlove. And unfortunately, the slap took place as Chris Rock was uh, presenting the nominees for the best documentary uh, feature, which is what Questlove won for. Why do we as a people feel the need to humiliate each other? Why you gotta call me out to my face right in public instead of pulling me to the side and trying to have a conversation with me? Man to man, adult to adult. Why you gotta humiliate me? Because that's not the first instance of Black of one black man humiliating another in public. Why we gotta humiliate each other? Why can't we take things to the back and talk about it? Right? I know that Chris Rock is a comedian. But but there are some things. Well, we supposed to let these what what, what I'm sorry, if you're a comedian, help me out here. What, uh, do you, do you have a pass to just say whatever you want to frivolously? Is that it? Do you have a pass to just say whatever the heck you please? Because I'm telling you, just like, just like we're saying that Chris Rock should have left Jada Pickett and her hair condition alone, we need to tell Dave Chappelle to leave the transgender community alone. Just like we tell Joe, just like we need, we need to tell Joe Rogan and Bill Maher that if they ever use the N-word again, someone's going to come see them. They need to be told that. So, Comedians, there needs to be limits. I, no, 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 not limits. Boundaries. Boundaries. Because some things are just not funny. If, you, if you're a white comedian, you like to use the N-word and see how much you can get away with it, it ain't funny. Dave Chappelle, I'm sorry, bro. I love Dave Chappelle. But your commentary on the transgender community just ain't funny. I mean, he did some great breakdowns, but for God's sake, man, just leave them alone, yo. Leave them alone. Let them go live their best lives. Love the story about your girl Daphne. Love the story. Hate that she committed suicide, but still. <clears throat> just leave them alone, man. Please, leave them alone. But I'm not saying comedians go out and salty yourself up. If you want to know what happens when you salt, if you if you want to know what happens when you salt yourself up, watch Kevin Hart's No F No F's Given special. Lord, that joint was painfully unfunny. I'm like, yo, Kevin. I'm like, yo, Kevin Hart, who happens to also be from Philadelphia, like Will Smith. Kevin Hart. Um. Upside, fatherhood, and true story 
and shown that you have a future in drama. Go that route. Stand up comedy ain't your bag no more. Let me take a little sip of water. Sorry, Kevin Hart. You're not, you, you are painfully unfunny. <coughs> but, yeah, Chris Rock should have just left Jane Pickett alone, man. The G.I. Jane joke wasn't necessary. Love seeing, love the fact, love seeing the black husband stand up for his black wife. But hate seeing another nigga moment, another public disagreement that turned confrontational between black men occur. When all we need to do is just go talk about it. How often do we just talk about stuff? Talk talk out our anger, talk out our frustration. Um, I tell you, like I said on my social media, the real MVP for the, of the weekend is Denzel Washington. Like, Denzel Washington, when uh, giving Samuel Jackson his governor award, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson should have been won an Oscar for, for Django, if nothing else, for Django, for, for what else, for what else? Uh, maybe for Coach Carter? I mean, come on. Did he not kill it in Jungle Fever? I know he was nominated for Pulp Fiction, but yo, he should have been nominated way more times. East Bio? Come on, man. But seeing my two favorite actors, Samuel Jackson and Denzel Washington, embrace each other was a beautiful moment in Black Brotherhood. And knowing that, um, Denzel Washington consoled and tried. Denzel Washington was being that OG that all us brothers need. He was being that OG to uh, Will Smith. Will Will's like 53, I think, and Denzel's like 50, uh, 67. So, you know, he uh, uh, Denzel's OG status. The devil gonna come at you during your biggest moment. So, Speaking of devil, check this out. I was I was digging in Proverbs 18, right? Because you know, uh, good brother, uh, uh, Minister uh, Justin Ross Hilliard uh, shared a couple of scriptures and caught my attention, like Proverbs 18 and four wise words which came from Denzel Washington are like deep waters wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook however in regards to Chris Rock and whoever likes to go out there cracking on people uh, verse 6 says fool's words get them into constant quarrels they're asking for a beating Verse 7 says, the, move, the mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. Not saying that Chris Rock is a fool. You listen to Chris Rock's social commentary, he's actually pretty sharp. But he was asking for a beating. 
just didn't think it'd be right there in public. So that, so pretty much to put a wrap, to put a bow on this. <laughs> to put a bow on this. I hate that it occurred publicly. But Chris Rock shouldn't have come for Jada. He shouldn't have come for Jada. So, um, for those of you who have encouraged me, I greatly appreciate it because uh, canceling a show is devastating. It is very devastating. You go through things mentally. You question yourself. You second guess your abilities. All of that. Producing a show. Producing a show. Is stressful. Very stressful. You know, uh, I wrote, produced, and directed Time back in 2019. It was stressful. Y'all know the type of stuff I had to go through with Time. I had one actress quit because she was uncomfortable with the language and the music that was being used at Time. I had one actress who pulled a note, who kept pulling no call, no shows, and pulled no and pulled no call, no show, and she uh, got too drunk to even come from Charlotte to rehearsal, like two weekends before the actual show was supposed to go up. God praise God for Letitia Hines, who came in, commuted from Charlotte to to Greensboro. And uh, was all booked within two days of getting cast. So praise God for Letitia Hines. <clears throat> Battle of the Bucks, just it didn't work out, man. The energy wasn't flowing between me and the five people that cast. So I scrapped that, decided that I really want to put something up for my dad and for a student of mine that wrote a story that I was going to include in Battle of the Books and in May I Borrow a Dollar. I wanted my dad to see me in action because my dad's never, ever seen me in action. My dad never seen me act. My grandmother left this earth without seeing me act. I wanted my dad to get that experience of seeing his oldest son act in a play that he wrote, produced, and directed. Two actresses flaked out on me. Um, one actress expressed interest, then flake, then flake. <clears throat> and so I was like, and so I was like, yo, I can't find nobody to commit to this. Oh man, I'm done. Larry, Larry Kirwin and Shantae Renee Woody are two of the greatest actors you will ever work with. I highly recommend them to anybody. And I am sad that they are not going to be able to, at this moment, um, do May I Borrow a Dollar. Because, yo, woo, I wrote a hardcore piece. Woo, I'm going to put it up one day. But as of right now, sticking a fork in the whole ADQ, the producer life. <laughs> Before I went on, I quit the play that I was supposed to be in. Why? Because the vibes weren't there. I, I want uh, the vibe was the vibes were way off. 
I'm starting to wonder if this is all a sign that I'm supposed to even be in theater. Like yesterday was World Theater Day. I've done theater consistently since uh, 2008. But theater, and to be completely honest, theater for me in the past, ever since, theater for me after finding Shakespeare last year, theater for me has been a complete train wreck. So I'm really starting to wonder whether or not I just might be done with theater, at least while I'm here in North Carolina. That remains to be seen. Um, I do have a film that I'm going to do next week. I will be in a musical called Denim King. So my artistic desires are being once satisfied. So who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, you know, I'll be 37 this year. Maybe my tolerance for BS is just because theater comes with a lot of BS. You gotta eat a lot of crap. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just lost my appetite for BS. I don't know. But anyway, anyway, I want to challenge all black people out there. I want to challenge you all. Let's challenge myself too. Let's take a lesson from how uncomfortable it felt last night to see that black man walk up on stage uh, during one of the highest viewed uh, television programs in history and slap that other black man. Think of how uncomfortable it was and ask yourself, do I want to spread, do I want to continue to spread that discomfort? I try now. All kin, all skin folk ain't kin folk. I'm learning that the hard way. But if you are on code with me, you're my brother, you're my sister. And I will do everything in my power to protect you, to help you have a great life. And I will definitely not humiliate you in public. Hopefully we all can get on the code and think that way. Anyway, so I'm about done here. I have been talking a lot. Next episode, we're going to talk about this. Because I think that when we humiliate each other, there's a whole lot of this involved. You'll see what You'll see when it happens when I drop it. Till then, I'm ADQ. Thank you all for watching. Have a very blessed evening. Peace. What's up, y'all? So, I just happened to come across this right after uh, recording this, recording my episode. So, check this out. Check this out. Now there are there's an abundance of apologies. This is Chris Rock's apology. As a comedian, it can be difficult to understand which lines are to be crossed, which lines aren't. Last night I crossed the line that I shouldn't have and paid the enormous price of my reputation as a renowned comedian. 
Comedy is never about poking fun or making light of people with major ordeals happening in their lives. Comedy is about using real-life circumstances to create laughter and bring light to an otherwise dark world. With that said, I, I sincerely apologize to my friends Jada Pickett Smith, Will Smith, and the rest of the Smith family for the disrespect and disregard that I displayed, which was unfortunately broadcast which was unfortunately broadcast for the world to see. I hope that with time, forgiveness can come in this situation. We can all be better, more considerate people in the end. Chris Rock. And also, Will Smith had this to say. Violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job. But a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I am embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in the world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. <clears throat> all right. Now, they both need to come on TV and hug. Yeah, hug it out. Hug it out. But, hey. Great that they apologize. That's beautiful. Did not suffer and die to give me an education to slight, oppress, or discourage my people. Because whatsoever education I acquired out of their sacrifice of over 300 years, I shall use for the salvation of the 400 million black people of the world. And the day when I forsake my people, may God Almighty say there shall be no more light for you. I unequivocally rejected the racist assumption of much white American Christianity. Namely, that God had created a black man inferior and that he had intended Negroes to be a servant class, hewers of wood and drawers of water. Well, I predicated my view of man on the doctrine of Imago Dei. All men, regardless of color, are created in the image of God. Now, from this premise followed the equality of all men and the brotherhood of all men. The biblical injunction of Acts 17.26 reminds us that he created of one blood all nations of men that dwell on the face of the earth. I was most interested in brotherhood within his own race. Because if Negroes are created in God's image and Negroes are black, then God must in some sense be black. If the white man has the idea of a white God, let him worship his God as he desires. We have found a new ideal. Because whilst our God has no color, and yet it is human to see everything through one's own spectacles. And since the white people have seen their God through their white spectacles, we have only now started to see our God through our own spectacles. But we believe in the God of Ethiopia, the everlasting God, God of Father, God of Son, God of Holy Ghost, the one God of all ages. That is the God in whom we believe, but we shall worship him through the spectacles of Ethiopia. For 250 years, we have struggled under the burden and rigors of slavery. We were maimed, we were brutalized, we were ravaged in every way. We are men. We have hopes, we have passions, we have feelings, we have desires just like any other race. The cries raised all over the world of Canada for the Canadians, of America for the Americans, of England for the English, of France for the French, of Germany for the Germans. Do you think it unreasonable that we, the blacks of the world, should raise the cry of Africa for the Africans? Yeah. Yeah. 
The Negro is the man we represent in you, Negro. His back is not yet against the wall. We do not want his back against the wall because that would be a peculiar and desperate position. We do not want him there. It is because of this that we are asking for fair compromise. Where the Belgians have control of the Belgian Congo, which they cannot use, they have not the resources to develop now the intelligence. The French have more territory than they can develop. There are certain parts of Africa in which they cannot live at all. So it is for you to come together and give us a United States of Africa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are not going to be a race without a country. God never intended it, and we are not going to abuse God's confidence in us as men. We are men, human beings, capable of the same acts as any other race, possessing under fair circumstances the same intelligence as any other race. Now Africa's been sleeping, not dead, only sleeping. Today Africa's walking around not only on our feet, but on our brains. You can enslave us what's done for 300 years, the bodies of men. You can shackle the hands of men. You can shackle the feet of men. You can imprison the bodies of men. But you cannot shackle or imprison the minds of men. <laughs> Dive down, black men, and dig. Reach up, black men and women, and pull all nature's knowledge to you. Turn ye around and make a conquest of everything north and south, east and west. And then when you have wrought well, you will have merited God's blessing. You will have become God's chosen people. And naturally you will become leaders of the world. And as you bow down to the white man today, so will other races bow down to you and call you a race of masters because of the superiority of your mind and your achievements. Because no race has the last word on culture and on civilization. They do not know what we are capable of. They do not know what we are thinking. They're thinking in terms of dreadnoughts, battleships, aeroplanes, submarines. You know what we're thinking about? That is our own private business. <laughs> so give us credit for being able to use our minds. And with people becoming conscious of themselves, determined to use their minds, you do not know to what extent they can go. Liberate the minds of men, and ultimately you will liberate the bodies of men. We love the white race, not for social fellowship, but for the common brotherhood of God intended we should live. What satisfaction can anyone get in being happy and see his brother wallowing in filth, dirt, and disease? How can you be happy living in luxury and your brothers living in disease, and then when you try to help the one out of the disease, the subtle culprit talks about disloyalty? Black men of Carthage, black men of Ethiopia, of Timbuktu, of Alexandria, gave the light of civilization to this world. Ethiopia shall stretch forth our hands unto God, and princes shall come out of Egypt. Because <laughs> classes, nations, races have been quite quiet for over four centuries, who has merely borne abuse, insult, humiliation, whose forbearance can only be compared to the prophet Job, has likewise lifted his bowed head and raised it up to God's skies and cried out, I am a man, and demand a man's chance and a man's treatment in this world. That I shall teach the black man, I shall teach the black man to see beauty in his own kind and stop bleating his skin and otherwise looking like what he's not. in the days of slavery, race mixture, miscegenation had occurred because the African woman had no protection from the slave master. Therefore, there is no need today for black people to themselves freely continue a practice that smacks so much of slavery. Our critics said that the race problem will be solved through higher education, through better education, and black and white will come together, that they will never happen until Africa is redeemed. Because if those who like W.E.B. Du Bois believe that the race problem will be solved in America through higher education, they will walk between now and eternity and never see the problem solved. 
God made man Lord of his creation, gave him possession and ownership of the world. And you have been so darned lazy that you have allowed the other fellow to run away with the whole world and now he's bluffing you and telling you that the world belongs to him and that you have no part in it. I don't have to apologize to anybody for being black because God Almighty knew exactly what he was doing when he made me black. If black people knew their glorious past, then they would be more inclined to respect themselves. Yes, you heard of Johnny Walker Red? And black? Well, he had his adversities, but he's still going strong. <laughs> well, I intend, with your help and God's grace, to continue. Because my work has only just begun. And future generations shall have in their hands the guide by which they shall know the sins of the 20th century. I know, and I know you too believe in time, but we shall wait patiently for 200 years, if need be, to face our enemies through our posterity. When my enemies are satisfied, in life I shall come back, or in death, even to serve you as I served before. In life I shall be the same, in death I shall be a terror to the Then count on me to be the real Marcus Garvey I would like to be. If I may come in an earthquake or a plague or a pestilence or as God would have me, then be assured that I shall never desert you and make your enemies triumph over you. Will I God not go to hell a million times for you? If I die in Atlanta, my work will only just then begin. For I shall live in the physical or the spiritual to see the day of Africa's glory. When I am dead, wrap the mantle of the red, the black and the green around me. For in the new life I shall rise up first with God's grace and blessing. To lead the millions up the heights in the triumph that you will know. Look for me in a world when there is storm. Look for me all around you. For with God's grace, I shall come back with countless millions of black men and women who have died in America, those who have died in the West Indies, and those who have died in Africa to aid you in the fight for liberty, freedom, and life. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Yes. Can we do it? Yes. We can do it. Yes. We shall do it. Yes. We pray to God for vision and for leadership. And he has given us our universal vision. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to America. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to the West Indies. But a vision that said there must be a free and redeemed Africa. Christ to crucify, Christ to despise. We appeal to you for help, for succor, for leadership. When you endeavor to carry your burden of the heights of Calvary. When white men spawned you. When white men scorned you. When white men spat upon you, when white men pierced your side out of with blood and water gush forth, it was a black man in the name of Simon the Syrian who took your cross and bore it up the heights of Calvary. And now that we are bearing our burden of being so heavy, we just ask that you just help us all up the heights. Oh yes, the cause is grand, the cause is glory. Surely we shall not turn back. Oh, sail on, sail on, sail on, almighty ship of state, sail on. Sail on until the flag of the red, the black and the green is perched upon the hills of the Africa. Because the time has come 
for the black man to forget his hero worship of other races and to create and emulate heroes of his own. We must canonize our own saints, create our own martyrs, and elevate the positions of fame and honor black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. So Jonah Tooth is worthy of a place of sainthood alongside the Joan of Arc. Christmas Addis and George William Garden are entitled to the halo of martyrdom with no less glory than the martyrs of any other race. To St. Levitor's brilliancy as a soldier or a statesman outshone that of any other people. Hence he's entitled to the highest place as a hero among men. Because Africa's created millions and countless millions of black men and women in war and peace. Whose luster and bravery outshone that of any other people. So why not see good and perfection in ourselves? We must inspire our literature and promulgate a doctrine of our own without any apologies to the powers that be. That right is ours and God. Let sentiments and cross opinions go to the winds. We are entitled to our own opinion and are not obligated to or bound by the opinions of others. If others laugh at you, return the laughter to them. If they limit you, return the compliment with equal force. Because they have no more right to dishonor, discredit you in manhood than you have in dealing with them. Honor them when they honor you. Disrespect and disregard them when they vilely treat you. Their arrogance is but skin deep. An assumption that has no foundation in morals or in law. They have sprung from the same family tree of obscurity as we have. Their history is as rude in its primitiveness as ours. Their ancestors were running wild in living in trees of branches like monkeys as ours. They made human sacrifices, ate the flesh of their own dead and wild meat from beasts for centuries, even as they have accused us of doing. Their cannibalism is more prolonged than ours. When we were embracing the, the banks of the, of the Nile, they were still drinking blood out of the, out of the skulls of their conquered dead. After our civilization had reached the noonday of progress, they were still living in holes with bats, rats and other insects and animals. After we had already unfathomed the mystery of the stars and reduced the heavenly constellation to minute and regular calculus, there were still backwards men living in ignorance and in blatant darkness. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Their modern improvement. To be, re to be reflected and resurrected by our generation and our posterity. Why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? This is my love letter to all my queens. All my beautiful African queens, worldwide, this for you. Yo, peace queen, you're the first of all girls. You're so dope, you quench tall thirst. You're the one that gave us all birth. I wonder if y'all really know y'all worth. Most beautiful being God created. I feel at home with you, cuddle in your safety. Thank you for all the times you forgave me. When I was out here being crazy, lady. I've been thinking of how much I need you lately You had godliness in your aura since you were a baby Everything about you is amazing Lips so tasty Why do they reject you? Disrespect you You've had me in the days since the day I met you Since the day I met you 
Beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful. Let me shout it, yo. Black woman, you are so beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful. Let me shout it, yo. Black woman, you flowing, your voice is more relaxed than the ocean. A sock, the short cord, all the COVID. How can I not give you your roses? By Ola Davis, Cicely Tyson. I say single cause I gotta find the right one. Laura Hansberry, Queen Nefertiti, Erica Badu, wish you was with me. No matter your shades from the lights of the darkest. I want Tracy's with you and watch the harvest. Without both Amy's, there would have been no garvey. Come get me ready. Gotta live with this tribe of shove ass with my own Betty. With my own Betty, yeah. Black Are so beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful. Let me shout it, yo. Black woman, you are so beautiful, are so wonderful, are so powerful. Let me shout it, yo. I know I ain't said it, but I'm so apologetic You stronger than me, you deserve all the credit Poetic with the timing But I know it ain't enough when it comes to this rhyming Change your name like Simon And he low with a ring decorated with a diamond You fine and plus beautiful And at times I'm so, so pitiful You the individual deserve all the rituals Flower, candy, and my residual I'm much a little 
the queen, yo, I have to go there. I love stretch bars and your natural hit. Cause me to apply a practical step. Add a piece of godliness that's magic and rare. I'm in love with your soul and your own spirit. I don't sash my cares, you stash to declare. My singleness that was a habit we share. Rapidly bear up. See my happiest glare, that's how I'm feeling when we chillin' Of all females I try to peel with you the realest Like the type that men wanna make some children That'll become royalty, not be filled Kids, you make me feel rich Even when my spirit is full, you have love at words for my heart When I don't wanna hear it no more When I was suicidal, you had me feeling for a vital uh, I'm all about the kindness inside you I'm all about the kindness inside you
sing hey 